jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! If I may take a moment, Anthony... Okay. Uh, I would like to uh, have an editor's note uh, to correct some errata from last week's episode, if you don't mind. Is that a errata? That's like an Italian dish? <laughs> yes, a lot of ricotta cheese. <laughs> uh, I would just like to clarify for all of the listeners that last week when I mentioned that I spoke the Russian to those two women... <laughs> Unsuccessfully, might I Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I would just like to make it clear that I was not hitting on them. I only took one year of Russian. I do not know how to hit on someone in Russian, first of all. Second of all, so it just makes it even worse that they're saying don't do that when I try to dazzle them by saying, my name is Stacy. I love to speak Russian. Right? It just makes just it much no. more of a Stacy Ponder story. <laughs> and the other one who said, this is what they teach you in American schools. She, she said that in response to me saying, grandmother loves to walk in the park. <laughs> all right. That's what you pulled out for her. It's all I had. It's all I had. And here's the thing. Oh my God. I, I genuinely thought they would be over the moon. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know uh-huh. what comes over me like the nun in the store. I genuinely thought the nun would think that was the greatest joke of all time. Your neighbor on These garbage women, day. My neighbor on garbage day. These women, I'm like, oh, my, my half-Russian co-worker in the store is going to be amazed that here I am simple white American girl and I can say I love to speak Russian she's gonna just fall over with excitement like I honestly thought that and you, you heard the results you were tr- I did hear those results you were trying to light a beacon of hope Thank in you. the world that look I, I'm not an ugly American I'm here to reach across the aisle and to share in your culture and to, to offer a, a token of my appreciation, my appreciative Silverstones yeah. for you and for what you bring to this earth. Thank you for seeing me. I was trying to unite us, not drive us farther apart. <laughs> and now we have Trump because of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> my intentions rarely align with the results. <laughs> As we've seen time and time again, and yet I never learn. So I just wanted to clear that up for everybody because editing the show, I said, oh, God, everyone's going to think I was hitting on these women and they shot me down. No, I was just being a fool and they shot me down. They're coming for you now. I can hear that siren. (laughs) 
She's a KGB. Yeah, like she's back at it. <laughs> she's a, she said it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can't help it. My name is Stacy, and I love to speak Russian. <laughs> this. Did you see in the news this horror blogger mysteriously <laughs> fell out of a window? I've been disappeared from all these photographs. <laughs> For saying grandma walks in the park. Grandma walks in the park. I work in a factory. How do you say grandma walks in the park? Babushka Gulyayan for park. <laughs> and you say, don't do that. Don't do that. Menya zavut Stasia, ya lyubliu kavritsi paruski. This is what they teach you in American schools. Oh, I'm sorry. Are there other people trying to speak Russian in this shitty bar? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, like a, a rash cream. He really did. Thank you. Yeah, I don't want anyone to have the wrong impression of me, you know. No, no, no. You <laughs> that I would actually try to hit on somebody, and I wasn't just making a fool out of myself. <laughs> thank you. Okay, it's a good example. It's a good example. Yeah, thank you. You you you're standing your ground. <laughs> I feel like um, you know some news has come in today, Stacy. Oh, over the wire. Over the wire. Um, it turns out well, this is a little a little slice of my world. That sometimes God giveth and sometimes God taketh away. Uh, today I woke up to snow in Wyoming, where I am at presently. Um, not for much Exciting. longer. Yes, and that was very nice. I woke up also to a new Lana Del Rey song. Uh, and then I also woke up to the news that Tab is being discontinued. Yeah. Can you believe it? Um, yes. What? Just be- <laughs> okay. <laughs> How dare Tab one Tab hater is your new drag queen? Man. Oh, I'm not a Tab hater at all. I are you kidding? If anyone's going to love Tab, is it going to be me with the like carcinogenic artificial sweetener or whatever? <laughs> the fact that it's got the same packaging as it had in the seventies is Tab. I I just feel like I mean yes, it makes sense that it's the one getting the axe because it's Tab, right? However. <laughs> Is Tab not also kind of like, and you should know this as the premier night soap sinista of our time, is it not kind of the night soap's beverage? Sure. It feels iconic to me. It feels absolutely, I'm sure no one's had one in the last 20 years. But to me, it feels like an iconic American beverage. It's called Tab. Yeah. Why is it called Tab? Look at that soft, supple, alluring can and those colors. The colors are fantastic. I'm just saying. Then again, it is is a harbinger uh, of the diet craze. That's true. That's true. I will say that uh, when women had to really start counting their calories. I mean, women have always had to count their calories. But uh, thank you, Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Nexium. Uh, <laughs> 45 calories. You, yeah, you have half a tab today. <laughs> yeah, you can look at a tab, that's all you get. <laughs> that's why it's so attractive with those colors.
with all of these restaurants closing, with ev- with Netflix canceling every single show worth its salt, uh, with everything going away right now, I'm just saying, Tab, is that the final nail in the coffin? I know. I just want to pour one out <clears throat> for Tab. Um, and of course, in this horrible misogynist world, it's the female gendered soft drink that gets the mm. axe. Of course. So... <laughs> But Tab, alas, I hardly knew ye. I hope they still keep the Tab um, energy drink byproduct, sequel product that they created, which was Go Girl energy drink. Really? Oh, yeah. It was called Go Girl. A sub- that's, a, that's a subsidiary of Jeunesse from <laughs> Nexium, right? <laughs> that's the Jeunesse-branded energy drink is Go Girl. Yeah, you know to run if you go to some, like, visionary, what was it, like, corporate, what, what how mm. did Nexium brand their... <laughs> Executive <laughs> success programs. Excuse me, I'm sorry, everybody. Yes, I'm still obsessed with Nexium. I've been obsessed with Nexium for, like, three years now. It's not going away anytime soon. If you go into a hotel conference and they hand you a bag, a gift bag, and it's got a Jeunesse eye mask, uh, a Go Girl energy drink, and a Bic for her, run for the hills, girlfriend. Yeah, run for the hills. Absolutely. Run for the hills. Unless you're Stacy, then try to infiltrate just so you can get a glimpse at Allison Mack. Honestly! Would you try to infiltrate, do you think? Would you like Lois Lane it or whatever? Uh, I might. Although I don't have enough money. That's the thing. These classes cost people like $7,000. And they're... So they would try to recruit me and I'd be like, oh, I left my checkbook at home. <laughs> and they'd be like, because <laughs> I'd have to use a fake voice and a wig. And they'd be like, don't do that. Don't come back here. Don't come back. Like, she's useless. Who thought a horror blogger was going to do anything for us? <laughs> Bitch doesn't have money to pay for this shit. As you do your sad Charlie Brown walk away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> out of the Nexium branding headquarters. <laughs> it's raining. I throw my Smallville DVDs in the trash. And then I dig them out again and say, I could never stay mad at you. (laughs) Clutch your 8x10 of what's-her-name from Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Nikki Klein. Anyway, look for our Nexium podcast coming soon. Sponsored by Tab. Sponsored by Tab. (laughs) Oh, God, I wish. I mean, well, it's true. This is episode 99. Yeah. Um, so it's time to branch out and really think, get into that franchise mindset. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We have gaysterpiece, but we need more. We need more. What uh, What could be better than a podcast that adds absolutely nothing <laughs> to the greater conversation? <laughs> so tackling sexual slavery really seems right up our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. You know what else I did? This week, besides uh, think about Nexium, yeah. Um, I watched. Now I know that we have been thoroughly ensconced in our Asian invasion. That has not abated 
at all. Not but at all. I also added a bonus film the other night when I was like, I feel sad. I'm just going to lay on the couch and watch a dumb movie. You know what I watched? What? I watched Final Destination 5. <gasps> What'd you think? Um, I mean, it was fine. Okay. But I will say, it, <laughs> it did not help with the sadness because, okay, the opening credits that were 25 minutes long. What is the, I don't even remember it's been so long. It was just a credit sequence, but it was like shattering glass and skulls, computer skulls flying oh, at the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, like some generic rock music or whatever. Yeah. But I was so overcome with a feeling of this should be watched with my friends in a theater. Stacy. It only deepened my sadness, actually. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> because, well, it was just like, uh, the Asian movies, I'm like, I love that it's quiet here and there is no one to disturb me and I can fully concentrate on this. But Final Destination 5 was loud and stupid and I'm like, I miss going to a stupid horror movie on opening weekend and sitting there with my friends and the whole audience. Like, you don't have to pay attention and then something gross will happen and everybody will go, eh. Mm-hmm. That's the only movie in the theater where I liked the 3D. That and um, uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Um, I, I loved that movie. It was so stupid. It was so stupid, the which LASIK. is not a complaint. It was, I knew, just, I just knew where I was when the first time two women talk to each other, all they do is insult each other over the way they look uh-huh. and like being sluts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, it's been a really long time since I've watched this kind of women characters written by that kind of male screenwriter. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. It veers into slasher territory almost for a second. Um, yeah. Oh, sure. And then you get that little twist prequel ending. Who knew? I I actually really liked that. It was cool, that was really right? Clever. That and you're clever. like, oh, yeah. I understand the phone now. <sighs> it's it's that that is so real, and that's something that is really like as 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 movies continue onward, and people are watching, you know, watching stuff on streaming or Shutter drops this, these new exclusives or whatever. Um, like film culture goes on, but it's not the same, and it's really hard for me. And I was I was thinking about that, you know, talking about horror movies with residents here, um, where I'm at in Wyoming. Like, it's it's always hard to convey my obsession with horror and how I really think horror and film is an art form. And in the arts, you know, film is so accessible that it's not art. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to explain to someone. It's not just the film, but it's the act, the communal act. Mm-hmm. of seeing a movie and having light shown through the same film that someone saw a zillion years ago because you should be watching it on a print <laughs> and mm-hmm. everyone experiencing that moment together in a space um and so i get that that's one of the sadder aspects of this besides tab going away but it was just a movie made for that experience you know yep. and so while it was still entertaining like i still had fun with it it was just kind of like it just for the first time, it really gave me, like, a specific feeling of loss. Of, like, mm. that opening horror movie weekend was something dumb that you don't have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And you'll have fun. Y'all can laugh at how stupid it is. Yeah, it would be different than, like, opening weekend of The Witch. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is, like, quiet and thoughtful and et cetera, et cetera. 
And know, then you all go get drinks and talk about how cool it was. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, just fun horror movies, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we, we uh, this weekend, um, or this weekend that will have just passed, uh, was going to be the Hollywood's all-night horror movie marathon, which is my favorite thing every year. Um, where we just, you know, you all hunker down, you bring your pajamas, you go insane, you eat too, way too much sugar. The other year, actually, I had to leave because I got two stones and then I ate everything at concessions. And then I got so <laughs> sick that I was like, I have to leave or I will die. Um, but you just go, you go completely out of your mind watching four horror movies all night with an audience on 35 millimeter yeah. prints. And it, that's... That's the thing. I'm like, if nothing else comes back, like I, I can sacrifice tab if only <laughs> I can have this again. It's, man, movies are made to be watched with other people. Yeah. And I know we're all feeling that, like, <clears throat> given the time of the year. It's like horror fans time to shine. Mm-hmm. And it sucks this year. Mm-hmm. You know, even just like a gathering, like people coming over to watch horror movies or whatever. It's like, you know, so... Uh, I don't know. Just thinking of everybody who's feel like feeling bad still. Like it's okay. Yep. You know, <clears throat> it's, it's okay. Right. It's normal. This sucks, and uh, we'll get through it. Yeah. Or like Tab, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's funny that you do say that. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine the sense of being sad watching um, that woman fall and be impaled on that boat. Uh, <laughs> When she falls yeah. off the bridge and she goes right on that ship mast or whatever. Um, yeah. But so I, and I get that and that sucks, but uh, movies, I think, I do find that Asian horror movies still work very well when you're sad. Oh yeah, I'm lean. That's the thing. That's, I think that's part of the reason why for me, they've been all I want to watch is like, yeah. even when they're fun, <laughs> etc. they're like, they're just drenched in melancholy. Mm-hmm. But not a melancholy that's adding to mine. It's like complimenting my melancholies. Like it's, I'm vibing with them. It's it's a it's yes. It's very much a mood. Yeah. It, like it's a it's an aestheticized melancholy that you you are here to vibe with. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I've I've enjoyed that and today. <sighs> um. Honestly, I feel like. After all of my years of searching, after the hundreds of films I've seen, if not thousands, who knows? I say, have I found my cinematic soulmate? <laughs> At last. Because here, I made a list of these things that are things that are very near and dear to me that this movie has. I say no one has ever checked all of these boxes before. All of Any them at movie once. at all. All of them at once. Nancy Drew style mystery solving. <laughs> <laughs> video games. Ties into video game. Mass hysteria. A girl's school with gothic overtones. Oh, it's J-horror. Oh, there's a hot nun. Oh, <gasps> there's lesbians. Oh, there's ghosts. Twins. There's twins. Oh, there's a dreamy vibe in the visuals with some fucking bitchin' sequences in it. Uh, and it's directed by a woman. And it's gay as shit. It's so fucking gay. 
Today, we are talking about the 2014 video game adaptation slash prequel, Fatal Frame. Stacey, I'm so happy to hear you say that because I loved this movie. I loved this movie! It feels... Does it... Okay, not just because we've been do Like, we just did... It, it's so weird that coming off of Memento Mori, because there's... Memento Mori is also kind of built into this film in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like... The sh- and, and also, I knew I was thinking of you, and I was like, I, my tattoo started glowing, and I was like, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy feels me. Um, even like the shots in the boarding school hallways at night, I was like, is this not the Marcos Tanzgruppe? <laughs> <laughs> it's Marcos Tanzgruppe. It's Picnic at Hanging Rock. It's yes. Memento Mori. It is all of these things, and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, and we watched it on YouTube for free. It's and- on YouTube, guys. The transfer is gorgeous. 2014 Fatal Frame uh, on YouTube. For- That's all you need to search. It already has subtitles. You don't even have to turn them on. Mm-hmm. I cannot recommend this movie enough. It feels like a perfect culmination of Asian Invasion. That's it feels not- like a perfect culmination of this show. Like, if this was our last episode, yeah. I'd be like, well, we got there. Yeah, we get to 99 and we're like, and done. <laughs> Yeah. Does it? Does it not? It, it absolutely. That's how I kept thinking of it. Is it's a. It feels very culminate. A culminate. Culminative. Culminate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. It feels like a culmination of everything that we have dialed into in all of the movies that we've loved in these last two months. Of everything, um, even the movies that we didn't like. Mm-hmm. It brings in everything that we've appreciated and wanted more of. Yes. And it heightens it that much more, too. Mm-hmm. There's bits of the ring in here. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of Memento Mori in here. There's Handmaiden in here. Like, I love this movie. Yeah. I there's ha- art in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I, it's um, that director you talked about. I, I am terrible. I did not write down her name. Mari Asato. Thank you. She is a fucking queen. I want to see everything she does. And Mm -hmm. we got turned on to her because she directed um, some of the sequences or vignettes in uh, Kaidan that we did last, uh, the other week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she directed uh, Juan Black. Yes. Um, I really want to know what she she did in Kaidan. I know. I would hope she did The Woman in Red, but I I would like to know what she did dare to dream Mm uh yeah i love this movie and i highly 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 recommend it yes for sure um as and like it's a game video game series that i'm a huge fan of like did you say gay video game series no video. oh Oh. (laughs) i misheard i was like (laughs) you didn't leave me with that (laughs) no a video game series that i'm that i love and have loved for like 20 fucking years now um this movie is everything. <laughs> it I feels can't like it. it feels like okay. Uh, this might be the best video game adaptation. I've never played Fatal Frame, but in terms of just sheer legitimacy of a film, oh yeah, yeah, this might be the best. Um, but it seems like it just uses the basic concept of a ghost photograph, right? And then otherwise, it isn't too much like the games. You've played the games, and you just tell me about them, and I get scared and throw my controller at the TV. Yeah, yeah. In the games, uh, characters use the camera obscura, 
to take photographs of ghosts, which um, defeats the ghosts. Like, ghosts will attack you, but if you take their picture with this camera enough times, you can defeat the ghosts. Um, so there is that in the in the movie where someone takes ghost photographs. Um, I think it works as a video game movie because it's not just trying to be the video game. <laughs> like, I can just yeah. imagine what an American adaptation of it would be. But I will say that when this was all... When the movie was over... Uh, it does have a lot of tie-ins to the second game, Crimson Butterfly. Hmm, okay. Which is about, um, there's an abandoned village, and some girls go there, and, like, the village is a, is empty because they were trying to do this ritual with these twins, and the ritual failed, and the, the village vanished. And one of the twins died in the ritual, but the other one didn't, and she wants oh. to be reunited with her twin. So it's very like, um, kind of like the Silent Hill adaptation in that way. Yeah, yeah. It 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 took that core of it. Like I was immediately the at the end when um, Aya and Michi tie themselves together with the red <laughs> red string because the red they string. knew. Yeah, like that was very evocative of the game. Like that happens in the game, kind of thing. So, but it's not anything that. I think people who really love the games don't like the movie because they want it to be more like the games. And I think if you haven't played the games or don't know anything, I mean, you can attest to it. It doesn't take away from the experience of this film at all. Mm-hmm. I, I would think if you don't like, I mean, even if you love the game, I think if you don't like this movie, you just um, are a homophobe and you hate women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. This movie is so feminist and so gay, so unapologetically gay. Yeah. I have questions about the ending. I'm excited to talk about that. Um, so it, it's ugh, it's so important mm-hmm. <laughs> for a fucking video game movie. This movie is so important. I love it. I love the women in it. I love the story. I love this the this this metaphor of this curse. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when it starts out and they say, there is a curse that only girls are affected by. Free me yeah. from the curse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am, I am getting right on this train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then when it's just, it's all gay. It's every all, character is gay. Every character is gay except for Aya. Aya. Yeah, and two two completely tertiary men. Yeah. That's what's shocking too. Is like the men are just. It's another one of those movies where it's like. Men kind of just don't exist. Mm-hmm. Is Aya not gay? No, I don't think so. She says she's not. Oh right, they had, there's they that did, moment they did where have she's that talking. Exchange. They had that exchange, and I actually really love that exchange. It's very sweet. Um, and then I think the ending reinforces it. Yeah, see, that's what I just wanted them to be together. So I know. I was like, part of me was really. Like, oh, please get together, girls. But but Aya did date um, uh, Kasumi. I think, well, she's, she says, okay. So the whole okay, point thank is, you. <laughs> yeah, uh, the film opens and, you know, we get, I guess it's Kasumi's voiceover at that point, because there's a lot of different voiceover. It gets very confusing in the beginning who is talking and who is the lead and you yes. go through several characters. In typical J-horror, Asian horror style, time isn't always uh, a single line. 
Or reliable. Or reliable. Um, things fold back in on themselves. You don't always know who's speaking, what's going on, and that's fine. Like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, like Memento Mori. You just sit down and breathe. Yeah. Uh, so, early on we get the voiceover, we assume, from Kasumi, who says we all fell in love with Aya. Like, the minute we saw her. Oh. All the girls in school are in love with Aya. She's got this angelic voice. Um, she's beautiful. She's mysterious. But Aya has locked herself in her room and has been in there for several days at that point. Um, she ends up being in there for like a month. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's going on. Um, but there is a love charm at the school, which is kind of like the school's sort of tradition slash urban legend um, that if you kiss the photograph of someone you like precisely at midnight when it's between time. It's not yesterday, but t- tomorrow hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Right at midnight, you kiss their picture. It's a love charm. Um, and all the girls are in love with Aya. <laughs> they all want to kiss Aya's picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do. And then a mysterious sort of ghostly version of Aya starts appearing, saying, free me from my curse. The girls begin to disappear, all the ones who have kissed the photograph, all the ones who the, the ghostly Aya has spoken to, they all disappear. A bunch of them are found drowned in the river, which is mm-hmm. fucked up and a beautiful scene. It's like, gorgeous. And it is it's so absolutely sad. gorgeous. Um, like a motif through this movie, of course, is um, Ophelia. Yeah, Waterhouse's Drowned Ophelia. Yeah, it's Millet, actually. Oh, it's Malay. It's Malay, yeah. Thank Waterhouse you. is is the is the like the lady of. Sh- I always I thought it was Waterhouse too. Lady Waterhouse Shalott. is like Lady of Shalott. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Thank you, um, history. But the uh, the famous photo of Ophelia drowned in the like after she's drowned herself in the river and she's clutching the flowers. That's a mo- like that painting is in the headmistress's office at this Catholic Christian girls boarding school. Mother Superior's um, office. Mother Superior's office. Um, the girls have taken uh, Ophelia's suicide soliloquy, and it's like their big centerpiece song. Like, it's really kind of fucked up that Ophelia is kind of like the school mascot. Yeah, they all perform <laughs> Ophelia all the time. Yeah, and so a lot of the death scenes, like the, all the river-based death scenes, etc., are very evocative of that Everett yeah. Millay painting. Um, and it's really gorgeous. Well, and it, uh, just to jump in real quick with that, uh, yeah. that painting is so full of light. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful. And it's really interesting to see how... Can you please remind me of the director's name again? Mari Asato. Mari Asato, thank you. It's amazing to see how Asato takes uh, that painting and not just brings it to life with the revelation of the drowned girls when we visually see them, but like the, the light in that painting too. This movie is daytime horror for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just very golden and it's a very beautiful, stunning movie to look at. Yes. Which you would not expect from a game that's mostly, mostly set at night with ghosts creeping around you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Kasumi ends up disappearing. Um, she's out with Michi. Michi wonders what happens to Kasumi. She's like, just vanishes. It's very Picnic and Hanging Rock. She's just, she's there one minute and she's gone the next. Um, eventually at about the hour point in the film, it's like an hour and 45 minute film. Around the hour point, Aya finally emerges from her room. 
and comes to Michi and says, like, hey, man, it's not fucking me. Because <laughs> everybody thinks it's Aya. Yeah, everyone who's thinks going she's around. dead, and she's yeah. just this ghost coming for people. Yeah, and she's cursing everybody and causing the girls to disappear and to die and all that. And she says, look, it's not me. The ghost came to me also. I don't know what's going on. Help me figure it out. And so Michi and Aya set out to solve this mystery. Like Susie and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right? So they do their investigating, um, and it all gets solved. There's like ten endings to this movie. There's so It's like Lord of the Rings, where it just does not stop in. <laughs> I don't want to give things away, because I was just... My hands were on my cheeks, Home Alone style, yes. several times at the ending. Uh, a lot of the endings are very emotional. I, okay... I squirted out a couple of little tears. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> the okay, you know, um, you know how I get emotional um, when I see the photograph of our our queens in the descent. Mm-hmm. And then that photograph comes back on the credits, and I see those queens in the, in the descent, and I just remember how much I love those women. Um, that part of the that specific ending when she looks through the camera yeah oh yeah that got me big time i wept and it is it wasn't even sad it was so sweet yeah and hopeful almost even though these girls had died and it i'm getting emotional thinking that shot broke me Mm Mm-hmm. me too yeah that's where i squirted out the tears There's a little, there's a little forensic um, tape around your tears on the, <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. film. Little chalk outline. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do. They end up meeting Ms. Mary, oh! who is an instant icon the moment she clomps into frame. Oh, she clomp is the word for her. She clomps everywhere. She is the town Lolita. <laughs> yeah. But I love that she's like, she's, but you get glimpses of her. She's the town Lolita because she feels like it and she just kind of does it when she's going back and forth to work. Yeah. I love her. She's such a fucking enigma. Like, I I want to know, uh, there were moments where I was like, is she a ghost? Right. Is she... And she, she's only connected to this. Like, she, she becomes a source of information for the girls. Um, mm-hmm. She helps shed a lot of light on the mystery. And she also is one of the only characters that is connected to every character. Um, yes. She, she knows everyone in the town. So she'll hang out and talk with Mother Superior, but she'll also help the girls in the school try to solve the same mystery. Um, but she also doesn't go to the school. She's not, a, as she says, I didn't graduate from here. <laughs> Yeah, she originally tells them that she did when mm-hmm. they're trying to get information. And she explains, like, like what was going on, basically. Um, she has a photo studio. Her family did, which is closed now. But it was a place where the girls from the school could go and feel safe. Because um, as she says, back in the day, love between two girls was not accepted. Adults unreasonably separated these girls. Mm-hmm. So it became and, a tradition for those girls to go get their pictures taken together there. Mm-hmm. That's where they would take their love charm photos um, that they could all kiss at midnight. Oh. It's They would take couples photos. 
Um, and some of the girls, there used to be a lake in the area, which is dried up now. Um, but a lot of the girls would have lovers' suicide packs because the adults were separating them and they're hormonal teenagers <laughs> and this is the end of the world. You know? Yeah, they go off to arranged marriages or to, to just, you know, live their lives or to grow up and, and the like what we talked about with Memento Mori, the queerness of their youth was something that was just something that you do in boarding school. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a normal, normalized uh, glimpse into unnormalcy. Right. But these girls, I mean, one thing I liked about this movie is that, like, a lot of the girls just actually are gay. <laughs> like, they it's are. not just, it's not just chumming. Like, there's a conversation early on between uh, two characters, Risa and Sakuya, and uh, they're pals, you know, gals being pals. <laughs> And um, Sakuya asks Risa about, like, her arranged marriage that's coming up. And Mm -hmm. she says, well, I'd actually rather marry someone that I actually like. She's got it bad for Aya, just like everybody else does. But Sakuya clearly has feelings for Risa. Yeah. Like, these girls are all in love with each other, and it's real. Um, Do you remember when Risa decides to go off and become a nail tech at the end? mm Mm-hmm. Because that's what her... Her, her girl loved to do mm-hmm. to do her nails yeah and so in her honor she was gonna end up doing that that's so sweet i, I cried <laughs> yeah. oh I love um and there's a conversation between michi and aya eventually where aya says like that she didn't like all of the attention that she was getting from everybody she showed up at the school um, before she came, there was another girl who came to the school the same day she did, and there was an accident, and she couldn't save the other girl. And so she was guilty and came to the school by herself, and et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, everybody was in love with her, and she didn't like it. And she says, like, I don't know what it's like to be in love with another girl. And me, she says, that's okay. I don't know what it's like to be in love with a guy. Oh. And I died five times. Oh. And she even has the haircut to boot. Oh my God. Her adorable tomboy haircut. It's so good. It's so cute. That scene is very important and very, very sweet. And it's just such a, um, it just, it feels so authentic to yeah. having like a coming out conversation with someone that actually listens and cares about you. Um, it was really nice. Yes. Because we don't often get that. Um, I love that from that point, even, like, they just become closer as friends. That's something else we don't usually get to see, is, like, relationships between gay women and straight women in these movies are often, like, you know, the gay woman falls in love with the straight woman, but it can never be... Or, you know, one of them is trying to help the other find love or whatever. And here, it's like, at the end of the movie, it's obvious that Mishi has feelings for Aya. Um, but it's not going to go there. And But they have a bond and they rescue each other. Yeah. And they... And they, they, they're just friends. And they pledge to each other. They make a pledge to each other in a way in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll come back and I'll find you again. I'll take your picture then. Mm-hmm. And Aya holds her to it. Yeah. Because that's the thing. You know, it does happen. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Anthony, but 
I'm not like, gay. Like, oh, oh. Well, there's a twist ending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, when you, this is a risk that gay people have is that when you do come out to your friends, there are friends oh, who don't want to be friends with you anymore. It's the worst. Or they act weird around you or it becomes a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it is possible for gay people and straight people to just be friends, even if you're the same gender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like, it could become, I mean, it was a thing for me for a hot minute where it's like a girl friend of mine uh we were really good friends and we would have sleepovers obviously and like we would sleep in the same bed or whatever blah 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 and like when i came out she got fucking weirded out Mm -hmm. like nothing happened i was not attracted to her i never did anything that would indicate that i was attracted to her because i just wasn't like you're not attracted to everybody of the same gender just because you're gay (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. just like you know you're not if you're straight you're not if you're a straight woman you're not attracted to all men like it's the same thing you're attracted to who you're attracted to but she got like we got past it but she was weirded out of like all those times we slept in the same bed i had the same i've had that with several friends too it's really hard i'll never forget one friend i i came out to on the phone one of the first ones i ever tried coming out to i said i'm i'm gay and then my friend called me a gay wad and started laughing and then i said just kidding made you made you made you look yeah (laughs) or whatever and then you know friendship was kind of weird after that but we just pretended it never happened um interestingly enough decades later um i reconnected with this person and this person apologized to me and also came out to Hmm. me and they're living they're a trans woman um so i mean there's lots of reasons why people we all have these different reactions <laughs> sometimes sure. it's internalized but it's that's a very universal i would think probably even still today gay experience and it's hard mm-hmm. oh yeah it's it's a risk it's you know i mean that's why people don't come out because they weigh the possibilities and they say like well i'd rather just not say anything than mm-hmm. lose this person as a friend mm-hmm you know, and so I really loved that about this movie that they like, you know, Mishi came out to her, like they had the discussion and then they just grew closer and it wasn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was really sweet. And the movie does this in two. Uh, it's all set pretty much in modern day, but there is a there is a ghost of and I don't mean ghost as a pun, but there is a ghost of history in this movie. And there's there's the era much, you know, much, much previous to this storyline where we get the story of like um you know the mother superiors generation and what the gay relationships were like for those girls then and then we get to see how it's it's very much still not changed um yet there is a little bit more agency afforded to these women today and michi you know is going to go off and she's going to keep that dyke haircut (laughs) and (laughs) she's going to go and she's going to visit her straight friend and she'll maybe she'll have found another woman by then um Mm -hmm. she'll be more comfortable and more grown as a gay woman um yeah what is she doing she's going to tokyo like all the get like Susie banyan going to fucking berlin like i'm getting out of my small rural town and i'm going to the city yeah yeah, Risa goes off to become a nail tech in tribute to the to the girl that was in love with her that died. It's it's mm-hmm. they get to uh, I can't say it without giving anything away, but then there's characters that made choices <laughs> that are the reason right. why these curses exist. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they get stuck in a life where they're just haunted by uh, this this shame spiral and the cycle of of the history that they couldn't let allow themselves to live because culture and society would not allow them to live it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I really love too about Miss Mary. I mean, besides her just like clomping around everywhere and wearing her Lolita style because she's kind of like I feel like she's like that town outcast who is like gonna yes. dress up and be fabulous because she can and she's just gonna show off to everyone just to say fuck you right mm-hmm. um but I feel like she a- a- along with the sea of gay women in this film I think I absolutely read that she is also one of them And Mm -hmm. she has tasked herself, like, she doesn't give a shit about the school. She hasn't gone there. She, she, you know, she only is vaguely interested in the the actual sagas of these girls that are trying to solve the mystery. She also doesn't seem too concerned with the ramifications of some choices of other characters. (laughs) Yeah. But she is concerned with protecting the relationships between girls and that these girls can continue to have relationships. And, like, her shrine... That she protects of all those photographs, like it. The wall of photographs is just heartbreaking and beautiful. It feels very like portrait, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. she has she has this fucking badass Clomperson Lolita, <laughs> <laughs> gay outcast town Lolita has tasked herself with 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 being the um, the protector of all of these women's legacies. Yeah. And and remembering them and and what they died for, mm-hmm. and I am getting so emotional talking about this movie. Like every step, I can't life. believe that this movie came out of fucking nowhere. How did we not know about this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like it took. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's just so nuts. Like I just read a book about uh, girls in a boarding school and lesbian relationships and ghosts and all this stuff. And I mean, we just watched Memento Mori, and it's like, you know, I got deep down this path with Picnic at Hanging Rock when you showed that to me when Pandemic first hit. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's a culmination. But it's once again, how did it work out that we did Kaiden? Looked her up saw that this happened, read that it took place at an all-girls boarding school and said, we're in. Mm -hmm. And then we get treated to one of the gayest movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Honestly, it's one of the gayest movies we've talked about on this show. Period. Yes. Like, absolutely. It's astonishing. And it's astonishing that this movie isn't part of the wider conversation. I'm shocked that it's like, okay, because when we think about our three mothers, Handmaiden, Portrait, um, Suspiria, I almost forgot. Suspiria. (laughs) That's how. (laughs) Listen. Listen, it's 2020. It's 2020, a lot's happening. Um, They all, I mean, while I guess Handmaiden probably got the most attention of any of those films for Mm. a while there. Maybe, mm, but I, well, I guess they aren't, they, none of them were really huge movies, but they were, they're big with the people they're big with. But I have not heard anyone talk about Fatal Frame. No. Well, I'm sure a large portion of people is like, like it's based on a video game, no thanks. You know? Yeah. They just tap out right there. I think it's, it. I don't know that it was ever released over here. Um, so there's that. It, it, but it did very well in Japan, I read. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it mm. received, it's only received great reviews. I, I'm like, is yeah. it just because, it's just because it's gay, right? Yeah. People love video game movies, even though they're all awful. We all flock to them because we want to see the next train wreck, or we want to hope that they come, come somewhat close to getting it right and to recapturing the sense of the video game we know and love. But this is the one, I think, out of all of the video game movies, even the ones that I like, this is the one that is actually like a work of art. It's a work of art. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's absolutely stunning to look at. The script, the script, okay. The subtitles for this film that are on the YouTube version that we watched are kind of funny because they get a little broken every now and then. Yeah. And you can just like, you, if you just pay attention you're able to understand what they meant yes even still even with broken subtitles the script is brilliant mm-hmm. there are so many lines that are so funny mm-hmm. um there it's just like those lines those little barbed lines in memento mori there are really smart really thoughtful lines that happen in this movie all the time um the cinematography is gorgeous the music is great um, and there's those, it, it's epic in those set pieces too. <sighs> Stacy. When I said there's some fucking bitchin' sequences, I was not kidding. Okay. There are several sequences that have my jaw on the floor because they were just stunning and spooky as fuck. Stacy, do you remember when all the girls are gathered in the chapel at school? Sure do. Sure do. And the ghost of Aya comes down, levitates over all of them, and they all just begin fainting to, like, operatic music. And the nuns are screaming, what's happening? And trying to wake up all the girls. When she descended from the ceiling, I lost my mind. When she walks across water, I lost my mind. The music is very evocative of both Pulse, Cairo, it's mm-hmm. evocative of, of that. Ooh, yes, my favorite the, like, genre of music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ghost chorus. Ghost yodels. And it was also at other times very evocative to me of uh, tubular bells from the Exorcist. I I wrote that down. It was like it was like Exorcist, but even cooler. Yes. I was wondering, yeah. like, I was I was curious. Um, it probably doesn't matter, but I was curious if any of it had, uh, like Silent Hill, how it used some of the music from the game. I was curious if any of that came through, because the two beautiful bells. Not I that just... I rec- not that I recall. I don't recall a lot of music from the game. Mm. The game, when it's happening, is as far as I can remember. It's been a long time since I played them. Um, is they're pretty silent. It's like you're walking through an abandoned, century-old traditional Japanese house. And you hear the creaking of the floorboards. Yeah. You hear footsteps upstairs. Like that kind of thing. Horrible so there ghost sounds. Horrible ghost sounds. There isn't a lot of music. So. There's nothing. It's not Silent Hill kind of iconic music at all. Mm-hmm. So. But I was into this soundtrack. It's real good. When we get it, it's real good. This whole thing is just, honestly, see this movie. See it. If any of that huge list of things I said, I rattled off appealed to you. And this is really us trying not to give it away because there are twists. Like like Stacey said, there are 200 endings. Um, yeah. It's so humanizing while being a fucking video game supernatural ghost story. 
it's mm-hmm. there's so many rich layers of metaphor about just being gay and and about the rejection of heteronormativity and the rejection of expectations to grow up and become this straight woman um mm-hmm. these girls literally are 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 participating in a curse that kills them so that they don't go on to become straight and go become productive members of society. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that scene, that scene, because you did mention in the in the plot, you know, that Aya comes back and it's revealed she's not actually dead or trapped in a room anymore and that there's a ghost doppelganger. All the girls come running after Aya and they're like, <laughs> they actually form a really cool little militia squad and there's that one bully girl that's like, pushes her down the stairs and then is all like, go, go, Yubari when she's like, kill her. <laughs> yeah, it's very picnic and hanging around. It is. And then, and then Michi, Michi's like, no, you don't know what you're doing. This isn't, this is the real Aya she's not the one causing making all this happen and then um and they're like no she's a ghost and then michi kisses her in front of all the other girls and then she looks up and just says see she's a normal human being mm-hmm. and my heart was ripped out of my chest by macho man randy <laughs> savage <laughs> and he threw it at the wall he said oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's bad size 14 <laughs> And he, he snapped it into a Slim Jim. My God, this movie is so good. This movie is so fucking good. It's strange that it feels so gothic and it feels like you're in another time. It feels like it's like late 19th century. Yes. But then someone will pull out their cell phone. Yes. And, you know, like that was always a shock. When, or like the first time you see Ms. Mary and you're like, oh, right. It's it's actually 2014. No, I, w- I was like, they had Lolitas in the 50s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I looked and I was like, "Oh wait, this is modern day." I I got so confused. Yeah, so it just it, it messes with your perception even more. It just makes it that much more intriguing. Yeah, also has really weird toothbrushing. <laughs> Did I you notice the way she was holding her toothbrush? <laughs> Jason watched. I honestly thought I'm gonna I'm gonna try that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then the ghost will come for you. Oh, that's true. That's true. But honestly, in this world, who doesn't want to kiss right? that picture at midnight? Exactly. Just before the bell tolls. Oh, this movie. I love Fatal Frame. I love Fatal Frame. What a surprise. I wanted... What an absolute surprise. That ending, I wanted them to be together so badly. But I get it now. I didn't... I, I, I thought... I spaced the fact that Aya was actually straight. Yeah. And I, I wanted them to, I thought like they were both getting over being gay, but now I'm like, okay, wait, no, it's multiple life paths and it's just about women choosing their lives. Mm-hmm. God, that... It's also, it's also when you look at the bigger picture, it's like all these gay girls falling in love with the straight girl is a curse. <laughs> yep. It happens. Yep. You misread a signal, you know, it just, it happens. Yeah, they're all obsessed with her and killing themselves over her. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, I'm straight, though. It's so true. Yeah. My notes after a while, it just starts, I just start screaming in all caps. Yes, the kiss. Yes, red string. Yes, twins. <laughs> and then I wrote, oh, my God, it's a gay curse. <laughs> <laughs> I love I this love movie. This movie really took me by surprise. Oh. I absolutely adored it. I mean, absolutely it, adored it. That that shot through the camera 
viewfinder uh, that we talked about. I'm going to get a full back tattoo of it. Me too. Let's get them together. Okay. Hey, Katie. Um, hey, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> get ready. Get the, get the lotions ready. <laughs> I will say, uh, not to spoil things, boy, I'm glad I haven't published my list of favorite movies yet. God damn you. You're cheating. I think I know what's getting bumped. You're cheating. Well, that's, you know what? You could have a blog yourself. (gasps) Oh my God. Final Anthony. No, no, Final Anthony. (laughs) Now there's a funk. <laughs> I this really might be one of my like I think Naroy was the most recent on my fave twenty um, on Final Girl, which I, I don't know if anyone saw. It was published on Final Girl, um, <laughs> but Naroy Final Girl that rocks, Final Girl that rocks <laughs> all month, all October. But um, Naroy was maybe my most recent, but I think you know. At this point, I think my fave 20 is, it's like, it's this, it's Kaidan, it's Pulse, it's <laughs> Neroy, it's... And honestly... Everything that didn't get on there in time, it's... Oh, I fucking love Fatal Frame. I'm who, so vibing with these. Who <sighs> knew? And once again, this is on YouTube. Yeah. You have to sit through two commercials at the beginning. It's worth it. Even though one of my commercials was for Susan Collins. Oh. It was still worth it. And she's like, I still, I haven't decided whether or not to skip the ad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very concerned about this ad. Mm. Um, so please, all you do, Fatal Frame 2014, type it in YouTube. Like we said, the subtitles will pop up and everything. It's a great transfer. It's a beautiful film. It's the next best thing to having the Blu-ray, which I want the Blu-ray. I want it. I want to get the Blu-ray stapled to my head after I get the tattoo of the, of the dead girls on my back. Yeah, I love it's, this movie. It's it like it. It's a culmination. It just. I told you, like, oh, here she is at last. My absolute soulmate movie. Oh. Everything I love is in this movie. Every single thing I love. Is in this movie. Um, hmm. Jason watched it before we did, because uh, I told I told him we were going to do it next, and so he watched it, and he texted me, and he he alerted me. One, the most important thing, according to Jason, was to pay attention to the toothbrushing. But then, <laughs> but then he said, "You two are going to lose your minds because it is it has every single thing that you guys talk about." <laughs> And he was not. I was like, I was t- still taking it with a grain of salt. Sorry, Jason. I know you're listening. I was still taking it with a grain of salt, but I, I couldn't. You, there was no way to prepare me. No. For how much no. this is an us movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. This is what we call a caster piece. It's like the honestly, it's like the three mothers had a baby. <gasps> And this is the baby. Three moms and a baby. The the three moms and a baby. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's it. Oh. It took us ninety nine episodes to chart our um, religious cosmos. Yeah, I guess we can quit now. Once again, right up to episode 100, it's done. (laughs) 
Right. We're not going to get syndication, but that's okay. Yeah. We're not going to get our big Gaylord's 100 cake. <laughs> They're not going to shoot us Sh- out of a shaped cannon. Like a brief, shaped like a briefcase. Oh, We're not yeah. going to get that. <laughs> oh, well. We got Fatal Frame. <sighs> uh, Mari Asato. Bless you. Thank you. You goddamn queen. You are an incredible filmmaker. (laughs) I want to see everything that you have ever made, and I will. For for a woman to... And, like, her filmography is pretty much all horror. For a woman in Japan... I was going to say... To be a director, first of all. But to be largely... To be a genre director is kind of unheard of. I mean, honestly, it's bad enough over here... Mm-hmm. When I say that, I'm of course referring to the United States. Uh, it is bad enough for women directors over here, and in horror, you really easily get gatekept or sidelined or forced to do like comedies or something. Um, mm-hmm. And and you, if you don't luck out and get into the same like whatever cool boy film club, I can't imagine what it's like in Japan. And yeah. it is so fucking impressive seeing the output that she is doing, and mm-hmm. how much of it. And how devoted she is to this genre. And she is my new queen. Yeah. Um, she is an absolute master of horror. And this is a masterful film. <laughs> I love Fatal I just, Frame. I love Fatal Frame. My God. Well, now that we have found uh, our three moms and a baby uh, life plan soulmates. Let's set down that camera obscura. And Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? Da! Don't do that. <laughs> Here we are, another edition. Uh, also, another errata. <laughs> from last week when I was editing I noticed that one Anthony Hudson when my head was on the block gave me like 30 seconds instead of 10 and also told you the answers and also basically told me the answers to get me to blurt out Mrs. Psycho it was worth it however I, w- I promise I will adhere to a more traditional method of 10 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, uh, as an editor's note, I was very medicated on Ativan when we did that episode. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing I even got words out, let alone was able <laughs> yeah. to think I could tell time. <laughs> Yes, so just in case there's any listener out there who's like, that was more than 10 seconds. Yeah, I know. It didn't feel like it to me in the moment. (laughs) Actually, she was afforded more time. Yeah, they're cheating at their own game. Stacey, what's the chopping block? You know the rules. You're good at it saying Oh, the chopping block. Well, you see, there's one person asking the questions, another person answering the questions. The person answering the questions chooses from three categories, each category has five questions. You have 10 seconds in which to answer the question unless you take your one opportunity to call out, I want the wig. 
in which case Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 yes. materializes on your head, confuses our non-binary executioner, the heads they, who's like, wait a minute, I thought this was someone else I was going to chop off the head, but now the hair is all different and fake looking. Joey Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Don't reveal the head <laughs> secret. <laughs> That will garner you 10 more seconds. If you cannot answer the question in time or you answer incorrectly, the head say is going to chop your head off. The end. Hell yeah. I'm sorry. My favorite part is when you say the 1981 film Halloween. <laughs> I, always, I always get a little endorphin rush. <laughs> well, I want to make sure they know which Jamie Lee Curtis wig we're talking about. And which Halloween too, because there's but- five of them. Yeah, exactly. So, oh. yeah. Who was last? First, who was first last? <laughs> you went first last time. Oh, so does this I mean... I believe. Yes, you did. This means one Bloody Blasey is going first. <laughs> bloody Blasey's up on Ooh, the block. Break me off a curse of that P-virus. Okay, <laughs> Stacey. Are you ready for your categories? I'm readier than I've ever been. Okay, I have two new categories. So you have an Old Faithful, uh, the Halloween-themed category, Tricks and Treats, which is not about the Halloween film franchise, but is about films set around or about Halloween. And other categories, category two is Say My Name, Say My Name, in which you are expected to name the big bad demon from the described horror film. Category three is Martha Marcy May Jamie Lean, in which you name the horror film from three cast members, one of whom is Jamie Lee. So I'll give you three cast members. Technically, I only give you two cast members, and then the other is Jamie Lee. So your categories are Tricks and Treats, Say My Name, Say My Name, and Martha Marcy May Jamie Lean. I want Macy... Gray. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. Okay. Macy, Jamie Lean. Macy Gray for 500. <laughs> okay. So I will name. I try to do the thing, but I did. Don't do that. I will name. <laughs> I will name three actors. I've worried okay. this is incredibly easy, but my my categories are so easy today. My hope is that it becomes just confusing enough as we go onward. Um, it will. So I'll name three actors. One of them is Jamie Lee. Okay. You tell me the movie. Okay, Martha Marcy May Jamie Lean. Question one: Jamie Lee Curtis, Vanity, David Copperfield. That's Terror Train. I know that one. Ding, 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 ding. Question two. Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Atkins, Nancy Loomis. The Fog. Ding, 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 ding. <gasps> bonus points. You could have attained bonus points because that also technically could be Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Wow, that's, yeah. Question three. Jamie Lee Curtis, Joanna Pacula. Donald Pleasance. Halloween 2? Joanne Packett? Joanne Packett? 
Joanne Pacula. Wait. Joanne Pacula. We're gonna redo this one. Of the Count Paculas? No, we're. <laughs> Shut up. I had Adavan brain, and I wrote the wrong name, last name for one of these people. Question three. Jamie Lee Curtis, Joanna Pacula, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland? Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. No, I'm here. I'm on the mic. Uh, that's not going to help. Donald Sutherland and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, um, no, not the, the virus one. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what did you say about the Count Bacula? <laughs> that was a good joke. Thank you for dealing with me. Okay. Good job. Vi- Everyone forgets virus. And probably because they should. Um, question four. Jamie Lee Curtis. Janet Lee. Nancy Stevens. Halloween H2O. Ding, 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 ding. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Stacey. You have come far. For lo, we are at question five. Fuck. Jamie Lee Curtis. Donald Pleasance. Dick Warlock. Halloween 2. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner! The wig got me through. That wig got you Donald Pleasance. Sutherland. (laughs) (laughs) Donald's for all. Donald's for all season. My favorite. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I feel very excited. Congratulations. I feel like if you don't get, I mean, as a horror fan, if you don't get Jamie Lee Curtis, you know. You got, I mean. I was worried you were going to bust out some prom night. I was waiting to hear Leslie Nielsen. Well, I just, that's the thing. I was like, with with the Halloween ones or like. You know, the Donalds or the Nancys. I feel like you could easily mix up a Halloween. Yeah. But like David Copperfield, Vanity, Leslie Nielsen. Like it's so... Uh, like I almost threw in a Stacey Keach for road games. But it's mm. just... Yeah. Man, that's a good category. I like that. Thank you. Martha, Marcy, May, Jamie, Lean. <laughs> I think you mean Macy Gray, but okay. <laughs> well, that's... Yes, that it's is the business. original title. <laughs> yeah. And it was sung by her. <laughs> I try to answer questions. Remember when she was in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man? She's like singing well, sure in Times do. Square before Green Goblin throws a pumpkin bomb at her. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was a oh, different the 2000s. time. Yep. Yeah, pre-9-11. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's your turn. Oh, thank you. You're, these are so easy. We're both going to walk away with our heads today, I feel. Uh, you must not know about me. <laughs> to continue to quote. All right. Category one. You have one new category today. I was like, what's this overachiever three new categories every week shit? Who are you trying to impress? Here, Stacey. Huh? Yeah, this talented and gifted program queen over here. I mean, golly. All right, so category one is name that tagline, which doesn't make sense because I'm giving you the tagline and you tell me the movie (laughs) from which, but I, you know, 
That's the full title of the category. <laughs> yeah, it's a little wordy. But, <clears throat> so, yeah, name that tagline. I give you the tagline, you tell me the movie. Okay. Do not do, uh, in which I describe a movie, and you tell me the movie, and the movie starts with the word don't. Mm, I'm scared of that one. And the new category this week is, and the Oscar goes to... Where I give you an actress name and tell you the movie, you tell me the character name. These women all either won an Oscar for these performances or were nominated for this performance. I give you the actress and the movie, you tell me the character name. Oscar nominated slash winning performances. Oh, Oh, I want to do that one, but that sounds like that's going to be the biggest out of an attack. Um, <laughs> um, okay, but when you think about who's won Oscars or been nominated, you should know those. I think these are all easy. Okay, and the second one is, um, what was the second one? Do not do. Do not do, but is that you describe the movie? I describe the movie, you give me the title, the title okay. starts with the word don't. Okay. You know what? I want to go with the convoluted tagline title one. I think taglines is it today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I name this. I give you the tagline. You tell me the movie from which the tagline hails. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, I think I, I guess I, it should be called name that movie, but that's boring. They're all name a movie practically. I mean, at the end of the day, but just don't tell anyone that. Okay. Okay. Pretend you didn't hear that, everybody. <laughs> this is all a scheme. Branding, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> all right, name that tagline. Okay. Question one: If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Oh fuck. Um, I want the wig. Um, uh, um, it's, um, is that, is, 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 is that, uh, is that slugs? That is Black Christmas. God damn it! <laughs> the answer we were looking for God is the formative 1974 slasher film. Black Christmas. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Oh, God. God. Christmas. (laughs) I honestly didn't know that was the tagline. Oh, really? Yeah, because I thought I'd hear I was like, oh, in space, no one can hear you scream. I got this. And then... (laughs) thought it was an iconic tagline tagline for the most iconic slasher film ever made (laughs) well well because the skin thing got me thinking like texas chainsaw but i know texas chainsaws what will who will be left and what you know and then (laughs) the skin crawl i was like okay so bugs so maybe so crawling maybe it's crawl like squirm or slugs or something yeah god damn it fun well there you go you got your one question in for the week you got my one question in <laughs> gotta say uh <laughs> gotta say 
Good call past Stacy for not coming up with three new categories. <laughs> yeah, look in the mirror and thank her. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. my god. You know what? It we have maintained we're maintaining balance. Sure, you gotta maintain a balance in the force. You got all of them. I got none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only none? <gasps> results we've ever had it could be well we're always breaking new ground what can we say you know what much like those who murdered my people i am a pioneer and i am <laughs> i am trailblazing away to further embarrass myself and just open up my inbox to every horror fan mm-hmm. who is going to say you dumb fucking slut it was black christmas <laughs> yep I can't wait for the messages come Wednesday at 9 a.m. <laughs> well, <sighs> not sure what to say. Well, great category. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's the, the excitement of the chopping block is we never know what's going to get chopped. Right. It's true. It's a Most of the time, it's me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a surprise every week. So. Well, now you know. You'll never forget. Now I'll never forget until yeah. later tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until we stop recording. Yeah. Then my brain resets in my goldfish world. <laughs> oh. Well, that's 99 episodes plus a bunch of other ones. But the in the, Those the main count. story. Yeah. In our extended universe, we've gone past 99. <laughs> Produced by James Wan. Yeah. But in our main canon, that was 99, which means our next episode is number 100. And boy, do we have a treat in store for all of y'all. We got we actually have layer upon layers of, of, of sediment and crust and treats. Um, we do. Okay. Yeah, we have to hype it up. Otherwise, they might not listen. We're going to no. talk about um, that movie that the Saskas did with the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect way to celebrate episode 100. That's what we call it the whole time. We, that's the title we write on the post and everything. Yeah. The movie the Saskas did with that wrestler. <laughs> Twice. Twice, so, yeah. So that's next week, everyone, if you can't yeah. wait. Uh, we do have some excited stu- exciting stuff headed your way next week. Um, uh, some long overdue stuff and, and some and some little things that hopefully might bring a smile to your ear holes in, in our Halloween week. Because not only is it our 100th episode, it's Halloween week um, next is week. It? Yeah, which will be super cool. Oh my gosh. Um, it's already here. It's already almost November. It's almost election. So everyone vote. Get your flu shot <laughs> yeah. because... Flu is going to take hold like crazy in November, and it takes two weeks for that shit to process in your body. So get your flu shot. I got mine. I got Good mine. Job. And let me tell you, people, uh, that since I had to stand in line at the Walgreens for about a half an hour to get my flu shot, have I had Hip to Be Square by Huey Lewis in the News stuck in my head ever since because it played over the PA system while I stood there? You were inoculated with Huey Lewis? I yeah, I'm like I'm standing here in line with a mask on my face, 
standing here for inoculation at my local pharmaceria <laughs> while listening to Hip to D Square. We're already a dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it set in. <laughs> That's when it set in. But I got yeah. my shot, so we'll Good see job. what happens. Thank you. Well, it probably won't be the flu then that happens to you. So good I job. hope. Thanks. Good job. Everyone get your flu shot vote. Um, keep keep on keeping on at finalgirl.rock. Stacy is still doing Shocktober. Yeah, it's still going. I'm like, I love that people are have chatting it up in the comments. I like that. Yeah. Talking with each other. It's it's really nice. And there's so many great uh, movies. Every time I see every single movie on that list, I kick myself in the ribs. Why did I not put that on there? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see yours when you finally have reached the top of your Nexium pyramid scheme with this whole thing <laughs> and you can just brand all the movies that you want like Fatal Frame and everything I forgot yeah every movie is just going to be a Nexium documentary <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> favorite number one The Vow episode eight <laughs> Favorite number two, The Lost Women of Nexium, which is streaming on Amazon. Favorite number three, etc. And then Fatal Frame. And then Fatal Frame. 2014. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, oh, I mean, we get this is FOMO-ween for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, there's still going to be a full moon this Halloween. It's the last Halloween on a Saturday for a while. It could be the last Halloween ever. Um, so let's live it up. And also, I have a plug for <gasps> Halloween week, too. Um, in addition to Shocktober and our 100th episode and some more exciting stuff that we'll be revealing for you all next week. Um, plug it on, up, Carrie. I'm plugging it up on October 30th and 31st. That's Hallow's Eve Eve and Halloween night. Um, I am hosting as Carla. Um, I'm com- I'm bringing her out of the crypt, and I am hosting Nightmare Vision, which is the, I don't know how this is even possible, the first ever all-Indigenous Horror Film Festival. Woohoo! And it's, uh, I'm going to be, I'm hosting in between the segments, like a little, like, Crypt Keeper style, Elvira style pop-up host. Um, and it's all free to watch and stream at visionmakermedia.org. Um, so check it out. It's going to be super cool, and I'm really excited to be part of it, and also to get back into horror hosting after a very long time away from it. So check it out. Good for you. Good for you, you, I say. Thank you. I feel good about it. I do. You should. Thank Uh, you. (laughs) Speaking of other things to feel good about as an indigenous person, I'll have you know that the day I went to, I got my flu shot, I also decided to drop off my voter ballot. I said, today is the day I do all of my civic duties. I drop all my civic duties everywhere. He dropped them off at the pool. Drop all of them off at the pool. <laughs> I got my shot, clutched my ballot to my bosoms, walked all the way across town. And I do mean all the way across town. All the way. Oh. I get there. And it says, sorry, we're closed. It's Indigenous People's Day. (gasps) So I had to turn around and walk home, still clutching my ballot to my bosoms. So I hope you enjoyed your day, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Wasted my time. I called him and I said, she's coming. (laughs) Lock him up. Lock him up. (laughs) 
Well, that's cool. I'm glad they at least called it that. Because did you see Trump uh, put out an, an executive order like affirming Columbus as a god, <laughs> like in response to <laughs> Indigenous <laughs> People's Day? Oh Jesus! So that's yeah, fun. Yeah. So then there was a on the way home. There was another box that looked just like a garbage can, but it said "ballots here," and here was spelled. H-E-A-R, and I thought it was all kind of shady, but it said ballots here, so I put my ballot in it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it had that Russian flag. Uh, it had a Russian flag on, on top it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> had the GOP elephant on it. <laughs> but it seemed legit, so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, that sums up 2020 for me. <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, if you're listening to this... Obviously, you know we're on iTunes or whatever. Who cares? Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Uh, Shocktober. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, 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 ha.